Falsha, 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 Akharja Gail, Gajemar Tashif. Welcome to the Rebel Matters podcast. This is episode 79. And I've just been sitting here thinking, what are we going to do for this week's episode? Because it's due to be coming out tomorrow on the 4th of September, and this is the 3rd of September. And then I got thinking about the really wide range of topics that we've covered in the last 78 episodes, from the pretty serious and the dark episodes that often are bringing to light things that we might not necessarily hear about that often in the regular old media or things that are quite uncomfortable to talk about to the downright ludicrous and I'm thinking about the chat that we had with the boys from TPM in It Takes a Village last year which didn't happen this year of course because of coronavirus and I'm also thinking about the episode that was recorded under the influence with the kneecap buys a couple of years ago. And now that I'm thinking about it, there's another couple of episodes that are locked away, never to be released. There's one in particular, and the people who are involved in these episodes know what I'm talking about. But there was one particular chat that was recorded at about three o'clock in the morning after a lock-in in the corner house pub and uh, after having the crack with Fergal in there back to the house and the gear and all for the podcast was all already hooked up so we just sat down and started having a chat but it ended in pretty bizarre circumstances um, that particular chat has been locked away in a filing cabinet never to be released but anyway, as I was saying, I was sitting there thinking, what are we going to do for this week's episode? And you know what? Isn't it such a mad time? Like, I'm looking out the window here, and there's just train just gone past there. And during the lockdown, there was no cars on the road because we were all chilling the bean. If we were fortunate enough to be able to do that. And now there's just a constant stream of traffic going in and out of town. And... I suppose that we're trying to kind of get back some form of normality and that brings with it all of its own measures of worry and anxiety. School's going back, the news and like in particular for me personally, I've been working with the team in Ackley here in Cork to try and get that back off the ground. And also the podcast has kind of moved on a couple of levels since Vicky Langan came on as a producer the other day. A couple of weeks ago now and we've got some class interviews lined up and uh chats with people in different parts of the country but anyways we're saying of the range of topics that we've covered if you have the rebel matters podcast episodes categorized from dark and heavy and really serious to ludicrous just put this episode towards the more casual and senseless side and we'll see where it takes us before we get stuck into this rambling solo podcast episode I made a wee Spotify playlist to go with this episode of the podcast it's called Susbug or Susbug S-O-S new word B-E-I-G and you can find it on Spotify under my account which is uh, just Anla I think if you type in Anla into the search bar you'll see my account and you'll see the Susbug playlist it's all fairly chilled out Irish music 
that you can just switch on if you fancy like switching off for a while. The other thing that I wanted to do before we get stuck into the chats is to give us a bit of an update on where we're at with the show at the minute. So the Rebel Matters podcast is definitely in a period of transition at the minute. We've been through periods of transition before where we had the initial few episodes that were a bit more sporadic and here and there to having a more steady stream of episodes coming out to the 15 or so episodes that were pumped out during the lockdown. And now Vicky is on board as a producer for the show and we've been putting a lot lot of work into organising interviews and setting things up in a way that are going to help us bring the show on to the next level. And we've got some really exciting plans, which we'll be able to share in the coming weeks. None of this would have been possible, of course, without the help and support of everyone on Patreon and also people who have been sharing the show on social media and sending us messages of encouragement and support throughout the last number of weeks and months. So, it really makes a big difference. All of the support that we get, no matter what shape it takes. So... What we're trying to do at the minute is kind of front load all of the work to kind of, we're trying to catch up on ourselves really to get a few episodes recorded at the minute. Right now we're just doing, going kind of week to week like this episode is being recorded on Thursday and it's due on Friday. So we're still kind of doing it week to week or whatever, but we'll have a good few interviews lined up and a few in the bag already. So it's just a matter of keeping the interviews uh, coming in and then getting the time aside to do the edits and the production and putting them out there into the world for you to listen to. So it's an exciting time and the podcast definitely is kind of evolving to to go up to the next level and to we're kind of trying to expand the reach that we have, expand our exposure, expand the amount of people that are aware of us and the types of people that we're able to get in contact with and interview, which for me like is one of the most exciting things about the podcast is that we'll get to chat and meet to people from all walks of life and hear their stories and have the crack with them. So thank you very much for everyone who has been supporting the podcast and myself and Vicky are both very excited to share the plans with you in the coming weeks. And for now, let's get stuck into this wee solo run and see where it brings us. universally pleasing sounds go I think it's right up there so I'm going to give it a wee word so you can just chill out for a minute here we go
had that in my head to do that at the start of the show today because earlier on this morning I was listening to a track that John Hopkins released this year and he released it as a single called Meditations and it's basically 21 minutes of sound bowl kind of sound bath sounds and there's a four and a half minute version of it as well on Spotify you should check it out it's a nice way to relax actually so as we're saying don't be taking this episode too seriously because I'm not even sure what we're going to end up talking about but one thing that I had in mind was I was walking into work the other day and I seen a really big billboard that was put there by Bank of Ireland and it had a picture of a Munster rugby player on it and massive writing going across it that said never stop competing and I was just thinking to myself what a load of bollocks why would you be getting people to never stop competing with each other so that we all end up getting stuck in some kind of eternal fight or flight mode getting more worried about whether we're beating somebody else at that particular time or are we getting beat and it was a nice little chat actually in last week's episode with Timmy Creed about the whole idea of competing with each other versus playing and I was just thinking maybe we should all fucking chip in and get a big billboard that said lads don't be competing with each other as much anymore just uh, go in for a walk or something or draw a nice picture and then a couple of days later after after that it was separately thinking about you know we're flat out trying to get Ackley off the ground again after the prolonged closure we train just going past the window there and the boat actually there's a boat going past the window one direction and a train just went past the other direction we're flat out trying to get Ackley off the ground again after the lockdown as it happens had the crew from my goodness food kind of crew in their uh, anti-fascist vegan foodies who uh, have a really nice stall in the English market and who do delicious vegan nachos came in for a training session actually I said we had a great time but it has been very much like going back to the drawing board and starting the business from scratch since we reopened on the 29th of June and we've got our moon board in redesigned the gym floor and everything we got there and we've been really working on how we operate the facility and what the experience is like for people who come in but I've also become kind of more aware on of the, the uh, like everywhere is in the same place and where everyone's trying to get get businesses back up and running and get li- livelihoods back off the ground again and also to rebuild some form of a a routine that uh, kind of acts as a nice sort of infrastructure for our day-to-day lives and you know actually is a personal training business so I suppose you would say that we're involved in the kind of health and fitness industry in some ways even though we go to fairly great lengths to 
distance ourselves from the regular perceptions that most people would have about the health and fitness industry because of the fact that it's so kind of superficial and there are sort of typical ways in which people end up marketing themselves when it comes to the health and fitness industry. It's like encourage, you know, like, come on, if you want to be fitter and healthier and more confident, happier and do all these list of promises that their particular supplement or uh, training equipment or their gym is going to offer. And really, that's probably a little bullshit as well, really, isn't it? Like, because the, the kind of marketing is to put that product or that place up on a pedestal as if, like, it's the answer to all your problems and it's uh, kind of perfect in many ways and that you're going to get all these benefits just by going there and really like a training method can't make you more confident as a person or happier as a person really like or a product or a food supplement or anything like that there as I was saying I'm just kind of talking off the top of my head here so uh, you're feel free to disagree or ignore what I'm saying here but I, I think that like our sense of uh, inner calm comes from how well that we are connected with ourselves and the time that we give ourselves to just chill and do things like listen to John Hopkins's sound bowl meditation for a while look out the window and the connection that we have with other people and the way this whole mentality of like being in competition with each other all the time is the exact opposite of that and the way that health is marketed to us is on the back of us feeling like an absolute bag of bollocks like it's like oh have you been feeling like shit have you come on in sure we'll sort you out oh do you hate your body uh do you feel really fat or eating too much come on in sure we'll sort you out and that kind of shit just does my head in so much because Really, what's happening there is the person who's doing that type of marketing is playing up on the insecurities that we all have. And for the vast majority of the time, probably trying to let on that they haven't got them themselves and we all have them. Everyone has them. That's what makes us human, really, isn't it? Like, you wake up sometimes in the morning and you feel like shit. And sometimes you don't even know why you feel like shit. Just do. Like bad sleep or getting stressed out about stuff getting worried about being in competition all the time or buying the bullshit that people are feeding you that your body isn't beautiful or that you're not enough of the way that you are the way that you already are or that you should be doing something differently or that you're a failure of some kind and when you break it down really like it comes down to a lot of the time it can come down to like the reason that we feel like shit is because we're being sold something and we're buying into it. So we're taking on board what the people who are selling us shit are saying to us and then we're feeling even worse about ourselves so that we end up going and buying whatever shit it is that they're selling. 
sometimes anyway, I suppose that's what happens. Here, fuck's sake, that's very serious. I said I'm not going to do a serious podcast, and then I started talking about that there. Two seconds there. I'm going to do something that's not serious. I've got a triangle here. Right. Plastic. Did you ever see when you were in school plays, when you are in primary school, and if you ended up with a triangle... Meant you were probably the least musically talented person in your class. I remember a couple of times I had the triangle in school. Uh, that's it there. But um, anyway, as I was saying, <laughs> it's been a mad couple of weeks. There's so much stuff happening, and then there has been times in the last uh, week or so where I've just woke up and been like, "Why am I feeling so shitty about myself at the minute?" And it's not like, uh, it's not like I wasn't really looking outside for answers from anybody, but um, I just have more more of a moment of acceptance that just sometimes you feel like a bag of shit because it's part of being human. And at the same time, there are things that go on day to day and ways that we perceive stuff that happens that definitely help to make us feel good or feel bad. And I was sitting up in bed last night and I had my, one of the things that really helps me like not become overly stressed is putting stuff on a schedule. I've got my schedule on my computer that ties in with the schedule in work and actually and with the podcast schedule as well and I can put some personal things into it like if I'm going to meet someone or whatever, it really helps me see that, like, the structure of the day, whereas when I kind of fall out of the routine of doing a schedule, it's like the to-do list of things that are connected with work and that are sort of intentional things for productivity just seems like it's never-ending. And then the next thing, it's 9 or 10 o'clock at night and haven't cooked any dinner and I'm still doing something on the laptop. And the other thing that really helps me stay on top of things from a mental health point of view, well, more recently has been doing morning pages, which is a concept that I think originates in that book, The Artist's Way. And what you do is you just wake up in the morning and write out three, eight, four pages. I've been doing that for the last month or so. And the first time I did it was last month. I was up staying with... uh, Shiva and Fiegel and we did it together and then I just kept doing it after that it's been really good and over the last since since uh, January I've been keeping a bullet journal a wee notebook where I can just write down notes about different things and write down the main thing that happened in that day or whatever anyway I had the bullet journal last night when I was lying in bed and I had been thinking the last couple of days like how come I'm feeling so stressed out? And uh, there are some external things got to do with work and stuff like that there, I suppose, that, that are contributing factors to that. But then I was thinking, like, there must be things just got to do with me, like the things that actually, like steps that I can take to not be as stressed out anymore. And um, I was like, just go and get your notebook there and just write down things off the top of your head that you think would make you feel better. And... This is them. I just thought maybe I would share them with you. <laughs> but uh, 
you know, don't be taken too seriously. Some some of these things. Do you ever see the way sometimes you hear something and it's the right time to hear it? You read a book and it's the perfect time that that book has come into your life and it has a big impact on you. Oh, the last example that I can think of that is Eckhart Tolle's book, A New Earth, that my brother Carver gave me for my birthday back in April. And it just came in at the right time. But unbeknownst to me, I actually had a copy of that book sitting in the library and actually for the last, like, year or two before that and I never took any notice of it because it just didn't jump out at me and then when Carver gave it to me as a birthday present I read it and I was like whoa I can't believe this book was sitting there the whole time but it was just a case of the book coming in at the right time when the, the year or two before that when the book was sitting in the library just must not have been the right time so you know the way when you get a book and you try and force yourself to read it at the wrong time just feels like it doesn't fit right and sometimes people are saying stuff that you don't resonate with at the time and in other times somebody might say something really simple and just whatever state of mind that we're in at that particular time it, it just kind of grabs you and kind of gives you a nudge in the right direction that you want to be going in so I actually don't even know how many of these things there are there's written in big massive letters over two pages the first one was cook some proper fucking food at least once a day is definitely something that helps me feel better now here see the other thing is this isn't me telling you all what to do this is me it was me telling myself like what I should what I should be doing to stay on top of things a wee bit uh, so take them or leave them as you wish the next one was drink two fucking litres of water every day that's a no-brainer we're basically made out of water so just drink two liters of water a day standard stay hydrated and another one which is one that i actually never realized how powerful this actually was until you know like you be going about your day and you don't realize how powerful this is until you just do it for a couple of seconds and you're like oh i should have done this way sooner and it's stay the fuck away from your phone for at least an hour a day it sounds more simple than it is, but I've just been t trying to turn my phone off at like nine o'clock at night. And I was in the habit there of not turning it on until 10 o'clock in the morning again. I've got out of that habit again now, so maybe I'll start it again tomorrow. But one thing that I'll say is has been really helpful is leaving my phone outside my bedroom and my computer as well, just so there's no screens in there. And then the next one is believe in yourself. And I think I wrote that down because it kind of ties in with that thing that self-doubt is quite a natural thing to have. It's a completely natural thing to have. And it's actually probably a good thing to have to a certain degree because it means that you're probably pushing yourself to somewhere outside of your comfort zone see me right now doing this podcast I'm sitting thinking to myself is this podcast going to be an absolute load of shit and are people just going to stop listening to the Rebel Matters podcast because I decided to do a solo run and uh, I'm talking through my hole that's the self-doubt that I'm having right now 
but uh, believing in yourself is probably one of the best gifts that you can give yourself I suppose it has been for me anyway the times when I've kind of acknowledged the self-doubt and went ahead and did something and then like later on further down the road in hindsight you can look back and be like I'm glad that I believed in myself there because it worked out well and ended up doing something quite creative that I didn't think I was going to be able to do whenever I started thinking about it first and the other one is believe in others which actually ties in with another one that's further down the list we'll get to in a while but believing in other people as well is like key for kind of maintaining some form of optimism in life people that you live with or that you're in some form of partnership with or that you work with or the people that you meet on the street people they don't even know as well believing in other people for sure is something that can have a very positive impact on your life especially in contrast to not believing in anybody else at all which I would imagine would have a fairly negative impact on your frame of mind. And the next one that I've written down here is, for fuck's sake, keep your bedroom and kitchen clean. And this was something that I was really able to focus on during the lockdown period because, like everybody else, I was just spending all my time inside the house. Started paying more attention to uh, the flow of energy in my bedroom and the stuff that I had in there and getting rid of stuff that didn't serve a purpose and tidying things up and then like your bedroom is where you're at your most vulnerable really like you're sleeping you're literally defenseless in your bedroom it's where you fall asleep and it's where you wake up in the morning in the brand new day like a blank canvas and having that space nice and clear I think really has a very positive impact on your your head space and then the thing with the kitchen, like if you're cooking yourself some fucking proper food once a day, then you need your kitchen to be in some form of good or order. Get yourself a good knife, chopping board, some plates and stuff. Clean up after yourself so that the place is ready to go again the next time you want to cook yourself some food. All right, the next one is a long one. Next one says, don't entertain any of that bollocks from cunts that are trying to sell you some bullshit or take advantage of you. That wouldn't be a bad one for Bank of Ireland to hear with their Never Stop Competing billboard. But did you ever hear that thing back in the 50s or 60s when the kind of modern marketing was invented? And they stopped, they changed the focus of advertising from selling the actual product being like okay this is a bar of soap uh, it's good bar of soap you should buy it to selling the lifestyle st- associating a particular positive kind of lifestyle with that product instead being like oh if you use this soap you'll be really beautiful like the person who's in this ad or if you drive this car it's not like this car is really fast and then you know it's got a good engine and all it's like if you drive this car you'll be cruising around with the top down on a lovely sunny day with a beautiful woman by your side and you'll be, you know, going around looking really cool and stuff. 
as opposed to selling the car, I started selling the lifestyle. And that has just been extrapolated to an enormous extent to the way that we're marketed and advertised to today. And it's everywhere, literally, on your phone, on the computer, on the street. Everywhere in shops, it's like trying to sell a lifestyle, trying to create some form of scarcity and a sense of, um, what's the word, like a sense of desire in people to obtain certain products, whether it be clothes or cars or beauty products or phones or whatever, so that people can kind of step up to this uh, perceived superior type of lifestyle and it is completely connected with the natural inclination that we have to doubt ourselves or to feel bad about ourselves and playing up on, on those insecurities that we all have to, to one degree or another to the not to the benefit of alleviating not not for the not not to alleviate those insecurities but to actually bring them up bring them up bring them up and then sell us something so that somebody else is making a profit of it and then do you ever notice like when you buy something like you might get a bit of short-term retail therapy positive hormone release and then like later on you just feel like as bad as you did before so just keep your eyes open for that kind of shit. Don't be taking it. The next one is do some good shit for the people around you. And I was just thinking recently that like a lot of the time it's much easier to do good stuff for, it's easier to do good stuff for other people than it is for yourself. So as they say on the airplane, whenever they're giving you the wee security briefing thing with the, gas mask and with oxygen mask and all and your life jacket to say like sort yourself out before you start trying to look after other people and that makes perfect sense because if you don't look after yourself first and foremost then you're not going to be in any fit order to be trying to help other people having said that it is very important that we look out for each other and check in with each other and do some nice shit for each other whenever the opportunity arises There's a type of a mentality out there that ties in with the capitalist model of society where we are always competing with each other that encourages, encourages, encourages us to just look after ourselves. You can actually bring it back to the late 70s when Maggie Thatcher was in power in England and she uh, put a big emphasis on the privatisation of industries in England and encouraged people to um, not work together and to be more individuals, just look after themselves and after their own families. And of course that encourages more competition because then you get into the thing of trying to be better than your neighbours because you feel like you're separate from them as opposed to feeling like you're just a part of one community all looking out for each other and then that drives up 
consumerism and profit for businesses. And another quite negative side effect of that mentality is that you see if you go down the self-help kind of route and start taking steps to, to better your own situation in life, that's obviously a very positive thing to do. And the thing that's very important, if you do manage to, say, work your way out of poverty or get yourself um, to a place of financial security, if that's what you're after, or you get yourself a good education or end up living in an area that's, you know, that, that you've wanted to live in for a long time or that hasn't got as many uh, social problems or whatever it is that you're trying to break away from, like that you break out of even a really negative family situation or whatever, I think it's very important then to realise that when that happens, it's you're one of the lucky ones like it's not a case of well if I did it then everybody else should be able to do it it's a case of I did it because I was fortunate enough to you know um, come across the right people at the right time and the right material and have the motivation to do it and be able to muster the resources to get myself out of that situation and many other people aren't as fortunate as that and then need like a boost you know what I mean it's like just because one person does it doesn't mean everyone does it maybe for every one person who makes it there's like a hundred people who don't make it and but if you're going by that kind of capitalist model where it's just like pull yourself up by your bootstraps and work hard and if you work hard then you're going to get what you deserve then if if everyone just expects everyone to do that then it's just going to end up being a very select few people at the top and all the rest of the people down still on the struggle. So it is important to, to kind of be able to look around you and do nice things for people and help people and boost them whenever you can. Even if you're not in a fortunate situation, like, sure, we should just be being nice to each other anyway in general. Everything else aside... The next one I had here for myself, my bit of self-advice from last night was don't be beating yourself up for some shit that happened in the past or any bollocks that hasn't even happened yet. And I suppose that kind of sums up uh, the whole idea of uh, mindfulness and trying to be present in the current moment and all that there. Like I definitely spend an or an, an inordinate amount of time worrying about shit that's gone and happened in the past that can't be changed or stuff that hasn't even happened in the future I'm worrying about that as well I suppose that probably most people do that to some degree one degree or another and the next one was don't be holding any fucking grudges against people because I suppose that's just worrying about stuff that's gone in the past that can't be changed really and also like Sure, we all make fuck ups like that, we like some stage or another. Like, if you're going through your life and you haven't fucked up, then I don't know, like, I can't 
can't see the situation. Anyway, I've done made loads of fuck ups, but um, when you do them, then I suppose you have to find a place where you can accept the facts of the matter and forgive yourself, and then forgive other people for the fuck ups that they've done as well. Not even fuck ups, might not be fuck ups. Might just be things that you perceived that weren't to your legging or didn't suit you at the time, or things that people, other people didn't even know they were doing that you were getting annoyed about. So, it's probably a good idea just to let go of those grudges, really. Talking to myself here now more than anything else. The next one I had here was take some deep ass breaths on the regular isn't it mad to think that we would be dead if we stopped breathing but then like it's good that we breathe kind of unconsciously but between the jigs and the reels our breath can um, kind of become a bit dysfunctional just because of things that are stressing us out and tension that we're holding so taking nice big breaths in your nose and out your mouth or in your nose and out your nose as well if you want to whatever is a way of kind of resetting your your breathing doing that on the regular will definitely have a positive impact on the your long-term breathing patterns and long-term stress levels <laughs> i see the next one is sleep like fuck like sleep you can't beat it off in there at another wee land and have some dreams and setting your room up to help you recover from the day's madness and get ready for whatever the next day has in store for you. I mentioned it a couple of times uh, in the podcast before, but I got myself a really nice pair of cheap blackout blinds from Argus, put them in my windows so the room is completely pitch black at night time and a sunrise alarm clock because I haven't been keeping my phone in my bedroom and the sunrise alarm clock the light comes on nice and gradually with some bird sounds and all in the morning you wake up nice and gently which is cracker and the next one I had here was move your body around some way every day even like going for a stretch or into the gym or going for a cycle or something like that there can't beat it now the next one is one I've definitely been guilty of in the past and it's don't be fucking trying to do it all on your own all the time. It's just not possible. Uh, it's actually not as good crack anyway as doing things uh, with your friends or with other people who you have a shared, a kind of common goal with. Doing stuff together, way more crack and way less stressful. I'm not saying not to do things on your own, like I love doing stuff on my own spending a bit of time by myself and having a little side project that I'm just chipping away at that really nobody else knows about but not all the time like a, a lot of the time it's good to have help have people to talk to and have people to kind of go into battle with as such as Jack Savarna wheel into the gap of danger together shoulder to shoulder is um much more exciting place to be rather than just being standing there with your cacks down by yourself 
and the next one in is read books like fuck I'm actually thinking about this before but there'll probably be a time in the future sometime whenever the way that you know like sports teams go into ice baths that they just go and read books for a while because the the positive kind of physiological and psychological impact that reading a good book has on our, our bodies and minds is massive for me it just calms the mind and calms the breathing and relaxes the body and you can also learn some good shit from books which is why we've integrated the library into Ackley it's like hard for me to see how you can kind of be moving in the right direction trying to take active steps to improve your health and not include reading books into that and it's also by default gets you away from the screens so less screen time the better these days and the next one I had was go for danders like you just can't beat going for a good dander there's not many problems out there that aren't somewhat minimised by going for a good dander and anyway even if the problem is still there when you come back from the dander which of course is possible you just have a much clearer head to be able to go about sorting it out. A wee walk, a bit of fresh air, happy days. And even better, which ties into the next one, is get your hole into someplace natural as often as you can. I think that's one of the most important that we, things that we can do, really, like is going somewhere natural because it just resets. It, it resets... Um, our perspective on where, what our place is on the earth here. And our, our rightful place isn't in amongst the constant competition, marketing, advertising, and concrete that's built up to keep us in a steady state of just working and worrying all the time. So getting into nature is a good way to recalibrate and a really great way to spend time on your own or spend time with other people and uh, chill. And the next one that I have here is create some shit on the regular. And that's something probably that like... Do you know, like, in the way that we've kind of structured society, it's like you're creative or you're not creative, but we're all inherently creative as people. And even if you don't realize it or if you're not practicing your creativity, doesn't mean that you haven't got it. Like, we all have creativity. And it can come out through anything that we're doing. Like, you can clean the dishes creatively drawing a picture is creative writing a letter can be creative and it's been a very positive thing for me just to be able to tap into that because it kind of gives an outlet to worry or something actually I actually don't even know really what it does inside but it does something really positive and I feel like it's something that we, we all should do 
on a regular basis. I recently got a wee box from TK Maxx and put all the arts and crafts stuff into it. So just whip it out every now and again and just do something. The last one that I was telling myself last night is don't be fucking cursing as much. But I suppose we'll come work on that one. And also pretty much every one of these things I was telling myself last night has got a curse in it. But I was only kind of joking. It was just a way of emphasizing the point for myself last night. Um, that's it. <laughs> that's all I've got for you. Um, next week's episode is going to be a guest. And I might do a bit of reading at the end of next week's ep- episode as well. But if you're still here, thanks a million for staying tuned and for being yourself. And thanks for supporting the podcast as well. The plans that we have for the podcast now going forward are cracker. Myself and Vicky have got a good list of guests lined up and some really exciting plans for the show going forward. But anyway, Cartagail, I must run and go into Ackley here and have a bit of crack with the team in there. So I'll speak to you next week. Gramina Wagov, August Kenny Fury. Gramor. <laughs>